Set your course for the Hoth system. General Veers, prepare your men. All troops will debark for ground assault. Prepare to target the main jet. Echo Station 3TA. On an Imperial Walker. Attack pattern Delta. Go now. Watch that crossfire, boys. Right now, I feel like I take on the whole empire myself. Target, maximum firepower. Imperial troops have entered the bay. Imperial troops have entered the bay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Echo Base. This is Echo Base number 203, recorded on Sunday, February 9, 2020. I am here tonight with Tim. Tim, how are you? I'm doing really well, Lou. How about you? I am I am doing great. I hear you got some snow on your side of Echo Base. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We've got, uh, I don't know, we got like a foot, maybe a little bit more. Oh, damn. Yeah, so. We haven't had any snow at all in my side of Echo Base this winter, really. Which is good because I'm with a shovel it and plow it and drive in it, but it's still nice to have snow on the ground when it's winter. Yeah, I mean, it is winter. I, I You should probably, like, sacrifice a tauntaun or something. You think that'll work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll absolutely. I'll get on it tomorrow. Actually, they are calling for a messy commute tomorrow morning, so I'm like, okay, maybe. <laughs> But, uh, okay, um, I don't think we have anything new for the network tonight. This may be actually a very short show because Eric's not with us. Um, Eric is having technical difficulties, and he couldn't be here with us yes. tonight. And he's the one that usually helps us pad out or, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess pad out is what I'm going to say, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's not able to be here. So we may be really short, Tim. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, if you want to get sure. a hold of us, the best way to do so is email um, echobase at randomchatter.com. If you want to interact with us on social media, you can do so at uh, on Twitter at Force Chatter. I am at Lou Skywalker. That's Skywalker without the E. Tim, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at Qui-Gon Tim. That is Tim with two M's. And you can find Eric on Twitter. He's actually becoming more active on Twitter. It's uh, E-R-I-K-B-O-Y-T-H-E. And um, you can interact with us on Discord. If you want to just chat with us and, and you know, interact with us and, you know, take up all of Tim's time if you want to, uh, Discord yeah. is probably the best way to do that. And uh, be, be like Mike. <laughs> or Erasure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we do have a Discord server. If you go to randomcharter.com slash Discord, you can find out about that. We have uh, some free channels there for all the shows in a, in a main lobby. And then we have some stuff for our Patreon donors. Uh, if you become a Patreon donor, become a member of Random Chatter, you get to have access to a whole host of other channels talking about spoilers and different shows we're watching and uh, really getting into some some real nitty-gritty stuff, which is pretty awesome. And lastly, you can find stuff at the Random Chatter store by going to randomchatter.com slash store, and you can buy T-shirts and hats and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, we have stuff for most of the shows up there now. Uh, we just added uh, Type Beam and Movie Chatter, I think. Uh, yes. Of course, Echo Base merchandise is out there as well. That is all out there for your perusal. Um, now, it, there's not a lot of news this week. I'm not sure why. We're we're kind of in the middle of uh, award season, and um, mm-hmm. in fact, Academy Awards are happening as we're recording. True. Um, so yeah, I don't know why there's not a lot of news. There's been a couple big things that came out this week, and a couple things that they harped on. Ever every single source out there harped on, but uh, yeah. Uh, so we'll start with the big one. Um, so. We've talked about this in the past. There's the the hotel experience being opened up in Florida uh, that they're working on. And they announced this past week that um, they're going to start taking reservations uh, sometime later on this year. 
don't know when, but they said this year they're going to start taking reservations, which makes sense because it's going to open in 2021. So you might as well at least open it, open reservations before the hotel opens, I guess, right? Oh, totally. That would make more sense. <laughs> yeah. So um, we could go for like a week or something, right? You know, you would think, um, but you're limited to two day excursions. And I say excursion huh. because it's set up like a like a cruise ship. So um, okay. we talked about this before a little bit. This is the um, the Star Cruiser Hotel in Florida that is going to be a really immersive experience. So you know, those, those of you who went to um, Batu already, and you thought that was immersive. This is going to be a whole different level of, of immersiveness, I guess. Um, you will, like you're living and sleeping in star wars world yeah it, we, it's on a cruise ship basically so it, it's a cruise that never leaves anywhere it, it's a hotel so you're going to from the time you get into the hotel to the time you leave it's like you're taking a voyage from point a to point b and when you arrive at point b it's when you disembark um everything about it all the windows everything you know you're not going to know you're in a hotel in florida you're going to think you're on a ship in space um including when you board the transport at the you know, check-in spot, you're going to board a transport, take a transport to the hotel and, you know, make it seem like you're docking in a docking bay and getting out and getting into this, this luxury um, space liner, which hopefully is better than the one on Avenue five. Cause mm. that one's got some issues going on. Just, just so. <laughs> um, but you're limited. To and two, this is supposed to space. also have its own uh, like exclusive entrance to Batu, right? Like it's, it's right there. Yeah, I guess part of the two-day um, experience is going to be a an excursion to Batu. So I guess they're going to make it mm -hmm. like it's a, a stop on a cruise line somewhere. Mm, okay. Take a, a shuttle, and probably a tram, you know, down to Batu, mm -hmm. and you'll disembark that and spend a day in Batu, and then you know get back on the the shuttle and back up to your your cruise liner and go back to port. Um, I, I mean, it seems like a really cool thing to do. Um, you know, having only done one cruise and not really wanting to do a cruise, but doing it and then enjoying the experience, I think this will be kind of a cool thing being the same way. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to be pricey. So I was just going to ask, have, how much does this cost? Did they post I, anything? I haven't seen anything about pricing. Have you? I haven't. Okay. So, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be in line with like a two or three night cruise. Um, hopefully a little bit less because they don't have to pay for a cruise ship. <laughs> in maintenance right, right. ship. So, but you still got all the same people, all the same stuff going on. It's going to be, you know, I, I assume it's going to be the same kind of a, you know, setup where you're going to have a assigned seating for dinner and it's not like you're just able to do your own thing. You're kind of on a schedule, um, mm -hmm. which, which is going to be kind of uh, interesting for people to stay at a hotel and have never done a cruise before. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I like that would be such a cool experience though. I mean, if they are going to have like you, you figure there's going to be things going on around you and there's going to be star Wars characters around you. And yeah. like you said, just like a cruise ship where you have a particular time that you go to the dining room and this is the seat that you have. Right. And right. you know, you're interacting with, with other guests you're interacting with uh, the, the cast members. Things are happening. I mean, they're they're telling a story while you're going through this. Uh, you know, there's certainly shops. There are, you know, I'm sure all sorts of different experiences that are available to you there. And um, I, I mean, yeah, it's it just it's really it's exciting. It wouldn't take them take them much to do this, just like a 
a cruise. I mean, I mean, obviously Disney has a cruise line, so they they mm-hmm. know they know the ins and outs of running a, a an event like that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think this is gonna be fantastic. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you're gonna be in this resort. It's gonna feel like it's just one big place, and and that's it. I mean, I'm hoping they have an upper deck where you can kind of be out there, like under a a bubble of sorts, to be out in space but still on on the ship. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Um, but you're going to get to interact with, you know, the crew running the ship. You're going to get to see the, you know, the, the quote unquote bridge and, and some other parts of the <laughs> tour and yeah. see how things are run. But, I mean, th- this seems like a really cool amusement ride, right? Cause you're going to get to live in it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, everything from the room that you're in to all the things that you're doing and, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I assume they'll probably have some, pricing structure similar to cruises where you know you can get like the essentially you know full all expense paid things so like adults will be able to get the the uh, adult beverage package along with that well um, you know it's interesting because on the cruises for disney they don't do that there is no booze package oh really um, okay like, like some of the cruises do that but you you know on the this disney cruise it's, it's one price depending on your room and how many people are staying in the room but it's you know, so much per person, and it includes all your meals, it includes unlimited drinks, uh, regular soft drinks, um, you know, and then there's a place you can go on to get a coffee and, and pay for that at the, you know, cafe, and you can go into different parts of the ship and get, you know, alcoholic beverage and pay for that. Um, mm-hmm. But it feels, you know, I think this is going to be the same same kind of a thing. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I hope I can get a chance to to do this fairly soon after it opens. I don't know what the waiting line is going to be like, because <laughs> it's probably going to be pretty, pretty packed. The nice yeah. thing is I think there'll be probably bigger rooms than you would have in a cruise ship because you're not limited by the constraints yeah. of a ship. You know, it's a, it's a hotel they're building. Yep. Unless they purposely build really small rooms to, to make you feel like you're you know, in, <laughs> in the lower class or something like that. But uh, I don't see why they would do that. I think it's just going to be, you know, regular hotel rooms and go from there. So I kind of wondering they they're not saying when later this year reservations are going to be available, but we were chatting a bit before the show about this, and we know obviously we have uh, Star Wars Celebration coming up mm-hmm. uh, later this year, and you know will they wait that long? Because Celebration kind of seems like a cool opportunity for uh, you know really your your core audience, I guess. If they were to set up some type of display there, you had mentioned Lou like a a, a mock of one of their rooms or something. That'd be kind of and cool. have <clears throat> just like where you know you go to some place and they're selling vacation packages, so they'll have the brochures and all that stuff, right? And you know, do some pre-sales uh, before it goes public right there at Celebration, which would be really neat. That would be very for, cool. For them to do that. Yeah, I mean, it'd be kind of cool, like I said, if they had a box of other room. I'm sure if they do this, I'm sure they'll have somebody, you know, dressed up in uniform, <laughs> you know, for, oh, totally. for the cruise line or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Celebration would be a great time to do this because that is their, their core audience, I would imagine. Somebody who's going to spend money to... Go to Anaheim to spend four uh-huh. days at a Star Wars convention is probably the same person that's going to spend some money to go to Florida for, you know, three days and two nights on a, on a, on a quote-unquote cruise ship. 
Yeah. Um, I keep making air quotes and I can't see that. But yeah. <laughs> um, well, and it's, it's also a nice thing to, uh, there's a number of reasons why we go to star Wars celebration. And part of that is to kind of get things before they're released to the public and get exclusives on things and that kind of stuff. And this is one of those opportunities where it would just be really great to, to have this ability available to be able to book it before it does go public, Mm -hmm. because then obviously you get a better selection of dates because once it goes public out there, it's going to be nuts to be able to get dates. I mean, this place is going to book up uh, just fully. I mean, most hotels will will book a year ahead and, and I can imagine that, this is this is going to book up within a few weeks for an entire year. Yeah. So I can see that happening. Uh, yeah. The, so to to have that ability at uh, at celebration to kind of get a leg up on that would mm-hmm. be fantastic, and and that's also a nice thing I think for them to provide to the fans who are going to celebration. Yeah. So now on the on the Disney cruise lines, they do. I mean, there are people that that are on these cruises year after year after year, and and they 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 try to book you into getting a a discount for the next year. If you book on the cruise you're on now, they'll give you a huge discount for next time and so forth. So people do these cruises every year, and you can tell the people like us that were brand new to it and didn't really know what to do on a cruise versus the people that do it every year and they bring everything they have and are set for any occurrence. In fact, you know the the typical Disney cruise has one of the nights is a pirate night. And everybody brings their pirate cosplay out and they're doing the whole pirate thing. Um, because it was a Star Wars cruise, we were on Star Wars night was the night they typically did the pirate stuff, but they had a second night for the pirate things later on. I, I mean, I'm assuming you'll be allowed to bring your cosplay and dress up in character yourself for this two night extravaganza. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't. They let you do it on the cruise ship. I don't see why they wouldn't let you do it on their, on their space cruise. Yeah. Especially if it is a, you know, it's it's an isolated thing, just like you said, like with the cruise ships. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they, they let you do that or if they have a selection of things, you know, kind of what, what the rules are. I'm, I'm hoping that they would let you do more than just the, the, the Disney bounding thing. Mm. You know, even if they don't let you go full cosplay, it would just – it'd be cool to have something. Yeah, and there were people on the ship that did full cosplay for – Star Wars stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. I didn't see any, be anybody in like, you know, white armor, but there were some people that did bring a lot of stuff. So that was kind yeah. of cool. Mm. Well, I mean, stay tuned. I mean, hopefully we'll have some more announcements for this as we get closer to celebration. I imagine that's probably the time they're going to make this around there. I don't know when the, the, the hotel actually opens. Uh, they're saying 2021. I don't know if that means early or late 2021. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to see. We'll keep you guys uh, informed as we get information on that one. Uh, let's see, Tim. What else we have here? Disney Plus lists the twenty most crucial episodes of the Clone Wars ahead of the new season. Um, so we're getting the 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 last season, you know, the seventh season of this in what twenty the twenty fourth. yes, I believe so. Okay. Yep. Uh, so this is a, a story from Screen Rant and. They actually have a list in here, Tim, or? Yeah, they do. So um, this was, uh, if, if you go to Disney Plus, um, in in uh, they, they now have a section called the Clone Wars 20 Essential Episodes. 
Uh, the list consists of two episodes from season one, six episodes from season two, one from season, season three, two from season four, and a whopping nine from season five. There are no episodes from season six on that particular list. Um, and so I have to admit, I don't know enough of, uh, I, I mean, I, I've seen all these episodes, but I don't remember offhand what all of these were about to be able to say for sure that like, okay, they put, but I'm assuming they put this list together to essentially prep you for the upcoming yeah. season that these have stories that tie into it. Right. And I think some of them, like you said, maybe just kind of prepping you in general, get you back in the, in the game again, because, or people that have never seen it before. Cause I mean, yeah. episode, uh, you know, from the early, from, from season one, I can't imagine them having a lot of tie into stuff going on in season seven. Yeah. It's just yeah. about the universe itself. I mean, ambush and rookies from season one are both in there. And those were pretty generic episodes, but giving you a foundation for, um, yeah, and season one was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It now, really was. Interestingly enough, so, so you would link to a story in Screen Rant here, and uh, being, being, beginning of the story, um, they did reference that um, a Twitter user who's a friend of the show, um, John Marie, um, yep. she had posted a screenshot of Disney Plus, and I guess they have these 20 essential episodes listed on Disney Plus itself. So that's kind of cool. Yes, so yeah. She was, she was mentioned here. Um, and so they, they, they say further on this article, uh, the, the list was likely released to prepare and build up hype for the upcoming seventh season. Duh. Uh, it's uncertain, though, exactly what criteria was used to pick these 20 episodes out of a show that were in six seasons and consists of 121 episodes. Um, the episodes could potentially have been handpicked to provide context for the new episodes that are coming. Uh, they could even be a clue for what fans can expect on February 21. Uh, so. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll see. And I'd probably have to go through the descriptions of these shows to see mm. um, what the context is for them or even better yet, go to Discord and ask Josh uh, right. because he will be able to <laughs> rattle off. Like, And the thing is, Josh will give us exactly what we want because he won't even bother to give episode by episode descriptions. He will say, okay, these five episodes deal with this topic and these two episodes right. deal with this topic. So uh, he'll give me the reader's digest version that I need. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's a fantastic way to do it. So, yeah. You know, watch these three episodes combined to get the, the, the primer for this part of right. Clone Wars to go into this, this last season. <clears throat> Exactly. Um, exactly. I'm, I'm just surprised there's nothing about season six in here. And it's funny, it's been, you know, so long since I've seen Clone Wars. I, I really don't remember what happens in from, you know, season to season in particular. Yeah. Because um, I never really had this, you know, in my head as well as I have some other series where, I, you know, oh, I can tell you exactly what happened in the first half of season two and the second half of season three. But um, yeah, this never really I, set I, that I'd like. Me. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to say that I would watch season five or at least season six before this release comes up. But I know I'm not going to have the time to, um, it just simply won't happen. But you know, I mean, these 20 episodes, uh, I mean, I'll probably skip the season one episodes again. I'm just simply, I, I was not a fan of season one when it first released. I didn't like it. I ended up then I, I truly outright ended up dismissing the clone wars oh, I remember until that. Yeah, until like season three, then like I caught a couple of episodes. And I'm like, oh, wow, this got a lot better. 
so then I was watching it as it was being released and I did go back and watch season two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I actually did go back and watch all of season one and I still wasn't impressed with it, but, uh, yeah, I, I th- it definitely got better after season one for me. Yeah. I don't know how much this I'll be able to watch before, uh, the 21st, but I'll give it a shot and do some cause I definitely want to, uh, be primed up and ready for it. And, and I did remember enjoying the Clone Wars to, as it got to the end of the run because it got, like you said, it got a lot better after season one. Um, yeah. And, and it was, it seemed like just when it was getting really, really good, they closed it down. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> so you just hit your stride, but you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. So February 21st, um, not this coming Friday, but the Friday after, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be real exciting. I mean, just from what we're what we know, these story arcs are going to be. Um, I think it's going to be fantastic. OK, let's see here. Um, so in in Lego news, um, th- there was a, a poll mm-hmm. for what the next Ultimate Collector Series ship is going to be. Right, Tim? And I know you're probably behind most of these polls. I know you were doing some polls in, in, in um, you know, our, our private channel here before we started <laughs> recording. But, uh, sorry, a little bit of an inside joke there. But uh, why, don't you, why don't you bring us through this and how this poll worked out and, and, and what we're getting from, from Lego. All right. So, uh, of course, as it works out, I did not know about this poll until an hour after it expired. Hmm. So, unfortunately, I did not get to vote in this. Um, it's but the the poll was so this is uh, as you said for the ultimate collector series ones these are the the bigger builds uh the ones that are just like really superbly done lots of detail they give you a nice amount of, of minifigs with them just really really well done and uh there were th- three of them that lego put up uh the republic gunship from the prequels the nebulon b frigate and the original tie bomber so those were those were the three that they that they put up to vote. Um, the winner they just announced, I believe, yesterday uh, was actually the Republic gunship. Now, I got to say, I was a little disappointed in that because I absolutely would have voted for the Nebulon B. Uh, yeah, it's I just think I would have too. To, yeah. I mean, of the three, it is it's the most iconic. Um it's the it's the most unique. I mean, the, the, the Nebulon B is a very very uniquely structured ship. Uh, if, for folks, uh, just in case maybe it's not, uh, you know, making the the synapses fire off in your brain. Uh, this it was the Nebulon B. We saw it as a hospital ship yeah. at the end of Empire Strikes Back. That's where where, where Luke was at the very end before uh, Lando and Chewie went off to. Uh, to, to go rescue Han. Um, it's the one so, that kind of looks unfinished. Yes. It yeah. It, unfinished it kind of does. Me. Yeah. It's all yeah. jaggedy on, on the front and the back of the ship, but yeah, it's a cool ship. It really is. It's a fantastic ship. And I think it'd be really neat to see it in a Lego build, especially mm. in kind of that high amount of detail. Um, it, now nothing against the Republic gunship, which I also do think is a really cool ship. And I, I, I might get it, Still, I think I, I could be convinced to to come out of uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars Lego semi-retirement to to pick up the Republic gunship. <laughs> but the thing is, they've already done at least two, maybe three Republic gunship builds. 
Yeah, but they did more than that of the Falcon before the UCS of that came out, right? Oh, true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, there were multiples the of the more Falcon iconic than this, but yeah, uh, there were multiples of the Falcon, multiples of uh, well, multiples of everything. I mean, the 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 Tie Fighter, the right, right, um, the Slave One, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, it's not necessarily an exclusionary factor, but uh, you know, to to my thought, and and I don't recall them. I I have a, a the the history of Star Wars Lego book that could have cracked mm. open to, to see if they've done a Nebulon B, but I don't think they have, at least not in, in like full size, um, full Lego size. Yeah. You know, but, in, in, of these three, I mean, I, I think the Nebulon B would have been a nicer choice because it's a large ship. And, and I like to see the UCS stuff in a large ship because it just, yeah, if it feels better. I mean, when you get a, a big <clears> model, it just looks like it should be that when they yeah. do it like a, like a tie bomber, I'm looking at this, I'm like, well, it'd be kind of cool. And I know they've done small ships in the past for the, for the mm -hmm. UCS, but to me, I always feel like you're getting cheated on a, on a, on a small-scale UCS ship because there's not as much detail they can work into it, really. Yeah. I mean, you think about the uh, the Falcon and all the detail on the Falcon. I mean, there was mm -hmm. tons of detail in that thing. Open up the compartments yeah. and you can see stairways and ladders. And it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, what could you do with a TIE bomber? It would be really cool to see it, but there wouldn't be as <clears throat> yeah. much detail in there. Um, the, the gunship, the Republic gunship, I think is probably the smallest – size of a ship i think i'd like to see them do this with and there's enough things in here you could make enough detail out of to make it i think fun and intricate to build yeah and, and i think that's one of the big things is um there's there in terms of, of the republic gunship the the playability Mm. of that build is definitely the best. I mean, cause it has like those outrigger lasers that the, the clone troopers sit in right. and you know, you've got the cockpit, you've got the, the open bay in the middle, you've got, there's a lot of cool things. So like from a playability aspect, it's cool. It's, it is, it still is visually a very interesting ship. Like I said, I'm not against it. Um, right. I mean, they'll have the sliding doors probably, and hopefully lots of minifigs. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's a troop transport too, right? I mean, you're going to, yeah, have the, it, it, it's like the the Republic version of a Blackhawk. You know, you're uh, gonna, pretty much you're going to fly into a to a hot LZ and just drop guys off and and go. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it could be really cool. I mean, this would be a fun one. Hopefully, it won't be as expensive as some of the other recent <laughs> Ultimate Collector Series you know box sets have been. Cause yeah, really I mean, I could I could easily see this one going two hundred. Yeah. Um, to me, that, I mean, that's more reasonable than, yeah. you know, six, seven hundred dollars for it's like, gosh, yeah, that's, that's that's a lot of money. One, one of the nice things to me about the UCS is that most of them tend to be done the best um, to scale. OK, even though, yes, it's a fictional scale. <laughs> but they but the, at least to scale to the minifig. Mm -hmm. Um there are obviously exceptions like when they do uh, the, uh, the, the, a star destroyer or something like that, that no, that's absolutely not done to scale to the minifig. Right. But a lot of the, you know, if you, if you take uh, the slave one or the Y wing or, or whatever, uh, even, even the Falcon to a certain extent, um, even, even though the Falcon is still a little smaller than I think what it should be to scale, but they still put a lot into it. Like they said, they put a lot of detail in it. And in its relative size to the minifig and to a lot of the other ships, 
most of the UCS builds really are done fairly well to scale. Even the the TIE fighter that they did, which I think is, yes, the TIE fighter is iconic. And I mean, the TIE fighter they did uh, almost 10 years ago. Um, it, it, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's iconic, but it's boring. Um, which one, the Falcon? No, 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 oh, the, the, tie, the TIE fighter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, you know, the traditional TIE fighter. So it's one of those things I'm kind of torn on because it's like, hey, I like TIE fighters. They're really cool. But fundamentally, as a build, that's just really freaking boring. Yeah. Um, now, like the TIE bomber, I do think is pretty interesting. And I'll tell you, uh, did, have you watched the finale of um, Star Wars Resistance yet? No, I have not. Okay. Uh, it actually, it wraps up very, very well. Okay, I, I was impressed good. and I, I've, I've had some reservations about the series. Um, but I, I've, I've stayed with it. I've watched the whole series and in the end, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with it. I, I thought it was pretty well done. Uh, in the last couple of episodes, and I'm not giving anything away here. They do have a, uh, a reimagined version of the tie bomber, basically a, a first order tie bomber, which I don't oh, really? think we had ever seen before. I don't okay. think we ever saw it in the movies. Uh, and it's, it's cool because the wings, instead of like with the, the OG tie bomber where the wings kind of angle inward, these wings angle out and it gives it, it's amazing that it gives just that little change in a feature gives it a completely different look and really very cool. If they were to ever do that and let go, I would pick it up. Um, but quite honestly, I like even the tie bomber, it doesn't have to be a UCS build. And I know they've done tie bombers in the past, mm -hmm. just a regular tie bomber Lego build. It is good enough for me. I would absolutely pick that up. I, 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 I like the look of the tie bomber. I've always enjoyed it. Um, I know, you know, some people are pretty dismissive of it. And those are usually the people who put it in this, who put it in the same category as the Y wing, um, <laughs> you know, who are Y wing haters, but uh, you know, you, you, you can fight Tom and I where we, we will defend it to the death. There is, um, is a site here. Lego.fandom.com has a complete list of all the UCS stuff. I there's like over 30 of them here. I didn't realize it was that many. There are a lot. Yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah. They, they've done a crap ton. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, that, that's cool. I mean, uh, yeah, if it's if it's in that two range, it'd be fun to pick up. If it's higher than that, it might be something I'll just kind of let set aside. I mean, I, you know that that last one, yeah. the Imperial Star Destroyer, was amazing. But you know, first of all, I don't have any room to put a four foot long <laughs> Imperial Star Destroyer, in <laughs> and it's uh, just a little out of the price range for most people. So yeah. My wife is looking at the side going, no, no, you can't have a four foot. <laughs> That's the trouble with reporting when my wife's home. She hears things. There, there was a great story, though, that I heard a couple of weeks ago when I was there, though, Lou, about the um, uh, the Tana V4 <laughs> yeah. hanging out on your dining room table for like weeks on end. It was only a uh, week or two. Yeah, it wasn't that long. <laughs> oh, no, it seemed to be much longer than that, Lou. Tim. And finally had to get moved because of a party. <laughs> Tim, Tim. <laughs> yeah, and, and she didn't realize that I never told her. I would, I'm not going to show her. Here, play my Legos, honey. But no, it, she didn't realize that the, <laughs> the radar dish was the, the handle to hold it by. <clears throat> Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a small house, so what can I say? <laughs> okay, let's see. Moving right along, so I don't get in trouble anymore. Um, 
<laughs> Bob Iger, um, you have a note, uh, a story in here about the future of Star Wars is television um, for for Disney. Um, and what does this mean to us overall? I mean, are we not going to get any movies? I mean, are they are they throwing the towel in? Uh, you know, I don't think so. Even though we know, yes, there's absolutely a a big focus. Um, for Disney as a whole on Disney plus, this is, this is their big thing. They fully 100% completely own this. The distribution cost on this is very, very low. They can give quality production uh, and they, they can do it at a, basically they can give us more bang for, for the buck on this. And so they're certainly investing a lot of that in the star Wars stuff, in the Marvel stuff, uh, you know, and, and then just kind of the Disney proper licenses along with this. Um, but we know for the next few years, there are star Wars movies planned, right? You know, Disney, Disney announced their schedule a few months ago. We talked about it. I, I think we talked about it on three shows. We covered it here. We covered it on uh, random chatter and we covered it on guardians. So, because it it does cover all three of those. There were Star Wars films in there. There were Marvel films in there, and then other Disney projects that that were covered in there, like uh, Indiana Jones Five and and that kind of stuff. Uh, the Avatar movies, all that. I'm pretty confident that's going to move ahead with with little to no modification. Mm. They may adjust some dates here and there, but I, I still think that that's all going to happen. Um, but yeah, they are going to still have a significant focus on uh, on Disney Plus stuff on on the television side of things. That that comes as no surprise, and it's interesting. I, I mean, I just put up this one article, but I saw like four or five articles about it, and there's some people who are freaking out. Mm, yeah, well. they're like, "Oh my God, we're not going to get any more Star Wars movies." You are. Calm down. <laughs> you know, you know, the funny thing is, though, and this kind of goes back to everything with with any kind of fandom today, not just Star Wars stuff, but you know, the internet panics and people get all upset, and then they get upset about what they get, and they get upset what they didn't get, and it's like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, you know, it's like some point, can't we just be happy with what we're getting? Um, mm-hmm. And and there's so much about this that that is kind of weird. I mean, um. Yeah, Disney Plus is their own thing, and we're seeing a merging now of, you know, streaming and theatrical release stuff. Now we have the first movie nominated for Best Picture in the Academy Awards this weekend that was a Netflix movie, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it was released on what one weekend for, a, a, you know, to be a theatrical release movie, but it's a Netflix movie. Um, the Irishman, right? Yeah. Uh, something yeah. else, too, I think. Wasn't there another one? I think it was two. But anyways, um, you know, the the... The, the the line between how we're consuming this stuff is getting blurred more and more. And I think we're mm-hmm. going to see more of that. Um, a combination of stuff that is big screen and small screen and, yeah. you know, streaming phone to your phone and to your iPad and so forth. Um, and we're seeing a, a mix now of, of, you know, actors that were traditionally movie actors only now doing some television stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you would never see that, you know, back 15 years, yeah. um, you know, movie actors, movie actors, and they didn't do television. And you mm-hmm. know, if television actors always wanted to break into movies and it took them, you know, forever to do it. And once they did, they never went back. And, you know, now we're seeing, you know, I mean, there was a uh, today's show this morning had the interview, uh, the Sunday sit down with Ewan McGregor, uh, cause he's mm. in birds of prey this weekend. And, um, they had a brief discussion about his star Wars stuff. 
and um, and that was kind of neat to see. But here's an actor that's that's in movie here, went from TV to movies, and now he's coming back and doing a little TV here and there, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I, I think that line's getting blurred more and more. We're going to see stuff that's hopefully more of a melding between big screen and little screen. I think. Um, kind of what they wanted yeah. to do with Marvel stuff. We had big screen, little screen, and now we're going to get that with Star Wars too. Exactly, and you know, th- this is—it's just simply a. It, it's it kind of seems funny for us to to say this. We discussed this a little bit in um, in random chatter. I think maybe the last episode. It it's not a new medium, but it is still a very young medium, and it has traditionally been a medium where. And, and speaking of streaming, has traditionally it, it been a medium of uh, basically an ability to redistribute things that have already been out there. So, you know, libraries of movies and TV shows and that kind of stuff that go back decades and decades, you can get on these streaming services. And then, you know, you you have your things like your Netflix originals that are produced by them and, and put up by them but nothing that's necessarily like franchise associated. Disney plus is changing all this completely. So I don't think it's necessarily going to take away from movies. If anything, I think it's going to contribute to it because they're adding to these universes. I mean, just, you know, you, you, you take a look at the Marvel stuff and Kevin Feige, who, uh, who's, who heads up the Marvel studio stuff has said that, yeah, this is all truly going to be, completely interconnected. So mm-hmm. the, 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 uh, WandaVision, the, the Scarlet Witch and, and Vision yep. show that's going to be up on Disney plus that's going to have direct ties into the, uh, the second Dr. Strange movie. And it, and, and even beyond that. So we're going to see a lot of connections between all that stuff. And so I think it it helps to broaden the universe. And there are stories that are simply better told in a serialized fashion versus a movie, you know, versus a two or two and a half hour movie. They just simply progress better in a serialized version. Right. You get more details. You get more stuff you can explore as we go through that. And this is something we should probably have a discussion on random chatter about because there's, it's not just Disney Plus. I mean, Disney Plus is probably the you know one of the, one of the largest players doing this. But you know, CBS All Access is doing stuff now, and you know, you got everybody getting the same game now with the streaming service. I mean, HBO Max is coming out. Um, you know, the NBC Peacock streaming service <laughs> will be. <laughs> um, but you know, they're all doing this where it's it's getting away from traditional television, giving you more than just tv but other stuff you know i mean like we have a we have a story coming up in in random chat we're going to discuss about hbo doing the friends reunion yeah and you think about hbo i mean they do series too but i mean they're they're a movie place first off they they they, you know they started out doing movies on television that were you know theatrical release stuff and now they paid a huge amount for the rights to um friends all all the show all the episodes of friends and they're going to do the reunion and they're paying the actors like three to four million dollars just for this one reunion show they're going to do um yeah and this is something that so many others have tried and failed in and hbo is succeeding 
in this. I mean, this is something that people have talked about forever. They've wanted this reunion and it, no one has been able to pull this off. And suddenly HBO is no one a couple years ago would have ever guessed. Oh yeah. HBO is actually going to pull together the friends reunion. Right. You would have thought what? it than what NBC what? originally did friends. Right. So we, we <clears> yeah. NBC, I mean, that's who, who owned it, who did it. Why not them? But yeah. Yeah. So lots of changes coming. I think this is uh good for us. I mean, I'd, I'd rather see more star Wars stuff on television. It's been accepted really well right now. And um, I'm also looking forward to the, to the big screen stuff as well, but I'm happy to get more episodes on a weekly basis than I am just looking forward to one or two movies a year. Totally. Totally. Uh, see, lastly, we have uh, a little bit of news on Disney streaming. Um, Mandalorian season two is set to release in October. So we're getting it mm -hmm. in 2020, which, you know, we assumed we were getting, but I don't think there's anything concrete about saying we we're definitely going to get it. Uh, this year, so we have you know what eight months to wait. That's not too long. It really isn't too bad. I mean, <laughs> Doctor Who fans wait like three years. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you're a lost this, fan, you waited a long time between episodes. Between exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, this all in all really isn't that bad. Um, uh, I, I mentioned this to somebody at work the other day, and he's like. This first, I, and I was like, yeah, coming back in October. And his first words were, oh, so far away. I'm like, come on, dude, look at the bright side. It's like, <laughs> yeah. is the glass half full or half empty? But, and, you know, it first of all, time flies, obviously. Um, I mean, yes, right now when we think about it, sure, it does kind of seem to be pretty far out there. But it it, it, it is going to go by quickly. We are getting other things. We're going to have Clone Wars here in a couple of weeks. We've got Marvel shows coming up. We've we've got all sorts of things to, to keep you busy and keep you occupied, uh, both on the small screen and the big screen. So it's going to go by pretty quick. It's it's yeah. going to be here sooner than you know it. It'll be here before you do because now, you know, like you said, we have Clone Wars coming up. Not much else for the rest of the summer. We're going to get a lot of news coming up, you know, leading up into uh, Celebration in August. And then before you know it, October will be here. I mean, hopefully, kind of hopefully, get an episode released in August at <laughs> Celebration. And you know, and they may very well do that. That's something that often happens in Celebration. They did it with Rebels. They've done it with the Clone Wars. They've done it with all sorts of things. And we may very well get uh, maybe even the, the first full episode of the second season, that would be which fantastic. would just be fantastic unless, to see. Yeah, unless, unless you're going and don't win the lottery, then you won't be able to see it. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll see what happens. But that, that's coming up soon. So, I mean, a lot of good things on the horizon. I'm excited, even though there was not a lot of big news this week, um, but a lot of little things going on. So, yeah, good uh, stuff. And that's all we have for this week. Sorry for the short episode, guys, but. Um, that's about all we have. Uh, we're going to close the blast doors, come back at you guys in about a week, and hopefully we'll have some more exciting news next week. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.